Maybe at work? In the car? Wherever you are. Time for Geocache Talk. Whether you are at work, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope you enjoy this show about the great sport of geocaching. If you are watching live on YouTube, you can be part of the adventure tonight in the chat room and participate with others as they watch the show. If you are listening later, please give it a like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app so that you can get all of the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. All right. Big thanks to the Treble Bugs for the music and our featured patrons. D.E. Cryptoman, Julie D., Lost Boy Rambler, Houston, Texas Dave. I saw him in the chat room. Mm-hmm. Holo Yossi, Simmels123, Chaos in Motion, Cash the Line, The Caching Dead, New York, Nakul, and our returning patrons, Geocaching Adam. I think I saw him there as well in the chat room. Master Sergeant USMC and Oil Bear125, who are back. Uh, among the patrons, and we have a new patron, Thumper G and Texas Care Bear. If you'd like to become a patron, click on the Become a Patron link on the front page of the Geocache Talk website or head on over to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk for more details. Patrons get the now famous blackout coin. Oh, Jesse. Oh, 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 you got, you're oh, showing out. No, oh, wait, 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 wait. Is that, no, that's not it either. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, uh, there it is. That, oh, that's the old one. I got all my, my shiny ones next to each other. They're going to have to go in some fancy little, uh, hadn't figured it out yet, but since I'm home a lot, we're doing a lot right. of stuff. So they're going to go in some kind of fancy little arrangement. I don't know what we're going to do with them yet. There you go. Of course, I can't, you know. Uh, oh, see, now you're digging into all the old stuff, huh? Hat tag. I'm showing it. Yep. Okay. You want to? You want to go down that road? All right. Oh, I got you. Oh, hey. How about that one? Yeah, but you got one of these handy though. Oh no! Uh, you don't. Not oh, handy. You that's a good I one. Held on to that one right there. Yeah, that's a rare. That's a rare. Very rare. Ooh, the plastic. That's a very rare one. Of course, I sent you one of these, which is extreme, even more extremely rare, is the Hall of Fame path. Oh, yeah. Hall of Fame. It won't. Probably because of the paper. Since we're just showing off? Just kind of showing off, I guess, tonight. Um, Oh, Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There weren't very many of those made. <laughs> now an aardvark tag, but back then it was That's a, right. It's changed companies since then. Yeah, it changed companies. So Yeah, I was going through all of our old inventory today. It is. I wonder if Tom grabbed one while we we're at the uh <laughs> Direwolf. All right, boys, stop showing off. All right, we'll stop. We're we're like little kids that have been uh you know up in the house all day. We're yeah. exactly like little kids that have been up in the house all day. Absolutely. So um so, uh, you know, Blackout Coins, other geocaching items during the year, as well as bonus content, invites to special events, 
only for patrons, which now we have uh, a patron podcast. So that's pretty cool. I need to put it. I'll put episode one up probably tomorrow. So support levels start at as little as bison tube level, which is $3 a month. Let me welcome my co-host Jesse. Good evening. I'm happy to actually see people. I know it's, it's, it means something now, doesn't it? It really does. It does. You know, I was used to this anyway, but I realized how lucky I was to have Mm -hmm. this. Like we we meet, this is the people we meet with every week. Right. Exactly. I was, I had to do some work stuff this week. I went into the office and everybody was like, I haven't seen anybody in days. I'm like, well, I'm lucky enough that I get to talk to people every single week. And it's the people I've been talking to for years. So right. it, it makes you very thankful that we have this regular meeting. Already right. set up. Uh, our guests will be along here in a moment. Mm-hmm. We're doing things a little different tonight. People are asking, where are they? Where are they? Where's Josh and Liz? They will be here in a moment. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, our sponsor tonight is... Peanuts or pretzels? Why, why, why? I mean, we got to, right? Absolutely. So uh, we'll jump right into that, into our show, 191. And we're going to do a little news. We don't have a lot of news, geocaching news. We have a lot of... We're more, spend more time with uh, Josh and Liz than on the news tonight. So Yeah, not much news in, the, in that regard. We got too much other news going on that we don't really want to talk about tonight because everybody's getting a snoot full of that. Yeah, that's everywhere. We don't want to see any more of that. So No, I do want to mention, though, uh, something uh, that basically tonight is, well, almost it's almost over. And so I wanted to bring up uh, our uh, promotion with Ride in the Rain. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Ride in the Rain makes unbelievable, incredible products. Ride in the Rain has yes. been... Uh, tremendous for with us uh, as far as being a, a also sort of a sponsor for us now and um, just the other cool things that they've been doing with us lately. Mm-hmm. And we've got a special going on a, and the promo code is there in the notes. It's for you put in the promo code of geocache and you will get 30% off that, of everything of everything that mm-hmm. my friends is a discount 30%. Not 10, huge. not 20, 30. And so Jess and I bought some products. Some people got like sale items. Yeah. Not only after the sale items, they got the 30% off after that even. Yeah. So they got I did that as well. They had a couple, you know, a couple of the notebooks had a perfect size for an ammo can in there on sale. So, and this is it. It's over. At yeah. the end of March, it's over. So you got a couple of days. So quit fooling around, get out there and buy and let them know that geocache talk sent you so please review and let them know where you heard it first which was right here so mm-hmm. maybe not but at least you got the you got the promo code from us so so instead of a bunch of news you want to just tell them what's coming up that's let's, better news yeah let's get into what we're going to be doing soon because we've got we're so up to much six, up to six, six podcasts now so tell everybody what's going on coming up so on the 31st so that's the last day that that right in the rain is good also. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we have another gadget talk episode coming up. Another build. This is a build show. Yep. So, um, uh, yeah, we'll be building that, that the other one, the show views on that first build show grow every single week. So that's encouraging to me because I think people are going back and watching the video after they've heard the audio. Yes. They're going back, watching the video and hopefully, spending time that they have right now to build these gadgets and they'll be prepared for this next one. This next one's 
a step up, but definitely still in range. So nobody right. should be left out on this next one. Similar parts. The parts list have been out for a while, but so this should be a good one. So that's on the 31st. Right. And then the fifth, we have uh, placing unusual caches. Yes. And we finally get to see Zach again. Yeah. So Zach will be back for that one. So, and we know he knows about placing weird caches. So, so that Zach will be a lot of fun to have back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're his honeymoon time is over. It's time to get back to work, Zach. So he's going to help us and uh, talk about that and how to actually do some of those caches. Cause, and you, you, obviously you two will be the, the, the main people for those shows. That's the fun stuff. Right. And then, <laughs> Only two short days after that, we have an, on the seventh. We have another Tuesdays with Geocache Talk. Yep. So those are extra shows, which we hope end soon. We all hope end soon because we know why we're having extra shows right now. Right. And extra entertainment during other stuff. We're not even going to mention it. Um, yeah. Uh, that that will go away. The Tuesdays with Geocache Talk. Everything else stays. Yes. The very next day. So we're filling up the whole week almost now, right? I know we the very are. Very next day is uh, the the fourth Geocaching with Kids coming out and those are great I, i've had a lot of fun listening to those uh, yeah I, i'm really glad derek has uh just swung for the fences with that one he's those are very entertaining yeah um, eric is doing a great job with that and then uh back on the 15th again we'll have uh, geocache talk presents four yeah. that is uh who is it this time it's you or me mm, it's you that was it me okay yeah that's right and we still haven't told him who it was yet no, we haven't, which is, it's a, it's a fascinating, uh, we I haven't even given them hints yet. What's that? It, we haven't even given them hints. We haven't given them any hints. Should we give them a hint? I don't know. It's up to you. Here's my hint. He caches more than you do. <laughs> that you yeah. is more specific. That's I don't, all care. I don't <laughs> care who you are. <laughs> I don't care who you are. You don't cash as much as this guy. No, I will bet you money. But anyway, okay. Yeah. You know what? Let's let's stop selling. They, they all came to listen to Josh and Liz. Tonight. They did not to listen let's to us. Right let's uh, let's hear about all the fascinating stories. I, I'm excited about this. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna uh, go ahead and bring them up, and let's bring on Josh and Liz. Mm-hmm. Uh, peanuts or pretzels? Hey guys. Hey guys. Thanks Hi. for having us. Absolutely. Uh, we were talking before the show about oh lots of stuff, but it's gonna be a packed show. We got a lot to talk about, but I do want to take a moment and go back to the beginning because I went back and did a little more research and you actually were on a show that I kind of had set up for you guys to be on and then I wasn't on it. <laughs> Cash and release yeah. uh, number. What number was that one? Oh my it's like God. 15 years ago or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was cash and release number 51. Uh, and I was sick and I couldn't be on. It was, uh, February 28th of 2016. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, th- that one, um, uh, I really was like, ah, missed it. So, uh, anyway, but, uh, sort of a, a interesting note in case people are wondering, uh, who were some of the f- people we had on the first podcast of hope, which was December 4th, 2016, actually one of the the, the first uh, guest of the podcast of hope, which went for eight hours. Well, that time it went four hours, I think. Yeah. That was yeah. So, yeah was a lot. We had you guys on, which was fun uh, along with uh, Susan uh, McClark, Sarah McClarkey at the time. And so, um, and then of course I had you guys on again, uh, show 36. And then 
I screwed up and didn't talk to you guys for a while. So, <laughs> no, no life, life, life took a big hold of us. We don't us. know what's happened the last yeah, few years anyway. The, the last few years have definitely been a blur and gone by super fast. And it's incredible. Yeah. The good thing is with you guys, no matter how short or long it is, you always have tons of new stories because <laughs> of your lifestyle. So that's it, man. That's that's what it's about. You know. Absolutely. So I guess before we get into some of the other things, tell people uh, where you're at right now. Where, where are you physically at right now? Physically, yeah. physically. Well, currently we are in Navarre Beach, Florida. Cool. Um, we're talking to you guys from our RV, yeah. Bern, Bernie. In, a, in an RV park, yeah. like 20 minutes east of Pensacola on the water. Um, yeah, that's where we are. We, uh, we, been in florida for for months and we were traveling around this we, region heading back west yeah. when everything happened a few weeks ago got a little nuts so we just decided to stay put for good for you we need to yep so we're here Do, doing awesome. staying put and uh enjoying the beach during the during the uh downtimes of our day not a bad spot to be yeah stuck. not a bad spot yeah sherry was saying that this is a, that's a beautiful beach so we 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 agree we, we, we decided to stay here. We have Hana, our, our lab that travels with us. And so we're able to have like a little private dog beach here. Yeah, the RV for her, park. Because so. the public mm-hmm. beach is closed, but the RV park has a little bit of beach area that's theirs that's private. And it, a section of it's for dogs also. So that's why we picked it. Uh, oh, perfect. So even though all the other beaches are closed, we actually have a little beach here. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. We are, are going to get into, because uh, I think it's fascinating uh, to travel with a good puppy dog and also how that works into a lot of things. We talk a lot about geocaching with, 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 with pets. Some, some, I guess we haven't done a lot of that. Have we just, we probably not, not in a long time. Maybe we need to do that again. Yeah. We need to do that. We'll talk a little bit tonight about travel and uh, camping and some of that. We'll talk a little bit about that. Cause um, you got some great videos with Hana. Do you smell it? Do you, do you smell it? Do you spell it like the road to Hana? Yes. Yeah, H A N A. Right. Where we came up with that, yeah, she's yeah. named after Hana Hawaii, and, and she she has her own Instagram too. So she's got a lot of following that we started when we adopted her. We, you know, rescue she's a she's a yeah. rescue dog that we we uh, oh, while we were in Denver, and uh, yeah, of course her her parents are marketers, so she has her own Instagram account. <laughs> her, awesome. she writes it. I help her out and type it out. You know, yeah, that's yeah that is awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I've watched the video a couple of times, but with Hana road to Hana, cause we, Susan, and I did the road to Hana, which is fascinating for people who, if you travel, it is a unique thing to do. Now I did it. Did you drive? Did you guys drive that? Yeah, we, we drove the whole thing. We actually ended up in sure. Hana. We ended up camping. Yeah, we camped. Uh, on the we, yeah, we camped. The, we were lucky. One of our friends that I actually lived in Maui on Maui, we had a, a tent and everything needed to go camping. And so we actually camped in Hana for a night or two. Wow. Awesome. We, we cashed along the way and yeah. that sure. was the coolest stuff. Cash as we got. Yeah. Was on that, road. Was on the, that was our first like legit five, <laughs> five. five. <laughs> so yeah. It's There's, still one of our like top ones that we've yeah. ever gotten. So. There, you, there you go, Jesse road to Hana road, uh, D, D5, D5. There's a lot. Well, yeah. That's, that's my kind of cash. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I want to go back a little bit and let people kind of a uh, little bit uh, to know about you too. Cause some people may not, 
I don't know how they can't, but I don't know how they are now. People, but just in case there's a brand new cashier out there, in case there's a brand new cashier or right, person right. out there. But um, I want to read this and get y'all's uh, uh, response to this. But this is from y'all's website, peanutsorpretzels.com, uh, which we'll talk about here in a moment as well. But here's from your thing. Who knew a cup of coffee would bring these two travel nuts together? Having traveled to nearly 40 countries, we've enjoyed everything from sleeping at the base camp of Mount Everest, traveling in our RV, exploring our U.S. national parks, frequenting Disney parks around the world, and walking inside a volcano in Hawaii. But still, nothing compares to watching our travel dog, Hana, run on the beach. Over the years, our family, our friends and family would come to us for tips and advice to plan their trips. So think of peanuts or pretzels. As you way as as your way to get the scoop for your friends who've already been there. That's always that's great. Yeah, to say you guys travel a little bit, it's not quite right. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's honestly what brought us together. Before when we first started dating, about four months into dating, we took our first trip together, and it was uh, it was to a wedding in Ireland. And we had just started cashing a little bit before that because that was a great way to get to know, you know, yeah. uh, to see how she was with the puzzles and <laughs> great way to figure out if you're compatible. Yeah. Oh, like, all right, let's take her on this trail and like let's go do a little bushwhack and see how she handles it, you know, like that's right. Actually- see and- if she's a delicate flower that's not gonna do any not get off the trail and yeah. <laughs> she can handle both she can handle both, you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um yeah, that's you know, and that's one of my little notes I want to uh, get you guys to comment on is is that something you suggest for uh, newly uh, dating folk? Is to I, I've heard a couple stories about people who have done it, and it's always worked out great. So, do you th- do you think that's a good idea to kind of? Well, I think yeah. Well, I, I've brought it to you first, and I, was, I said, hey, there's this thing called yeah. geocaching, and it seems really cool. Like what? And I kind of briefly told her about it and was like, what do you think? And I'm always up for an adventure. I want something fun to do. And so I said, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I think it's an awesome idea for couples and people who are dating. Uh, personally, I also, since I'm a traveler at heart, I always think that travel is a great way to get to know someone to see if you're compatible. You know, if you like to do the same things, if you're right. out reading maps or, you know, you freak out because you don't understand the language or whatever. So, Driving on the wrong side of the road. You know, I travel <laughs> is a great way to get to know each other, and geocaching the same the same way. How can you work together as a team? Do, you know, do you like to do the same things as one person? You know, steamrolling the other one. You're not listening to the other. So, I think they both go together. And the fact that just a few months into our relationship, we went on an overseas trip to Ireland. Wow. We're navigating cool. all that, driving on the other side of the road, dealing with you know little. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then also we were geocaching there too. I think it just, you know, we aced the test. That's right. Y'all did. Cause uh, how many years ago? And I asked this one on the other show and I, if you recall, it's been obviously a long time ago, but it was funny cause I was trying to make uh, Josh tell us how long it's been. And Josh was like, oh, I probably know better than Liz does. Uh, you're going to put him on the spot like that. I did. I did at the other show. I did on the other show and Josh nailed it. No. <laughs> how long is it? How long has it been? Have you been together? Uh, ten almost ten years, right? Well, December was ten years. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Now you know. 
I don't know. We both end up counting and like doing the math. And what's funny is we do the math by figuring out where the heck we've been the last few years. Oh, we were here, and then we were living here, and then we're here, and then we did, and we count back. I'm like, okay. The chapters in life, right? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Well, y'all are living life. You're not counting days. You're no out there traveling, living, and but you know what? I I think we need to uh, still not give a nod to Josh for his amazing verbal skills if they just started dating and he goes you know what there's this thing i swear other people do it but follow me into the woods <laughs> we just started dating where are we going oh nowhere just oh, nowhere. Nowhere. buried you know no you know trust me buried, obviously but that's awesome. i mean it worked out obviously but uh that's that's a pretty good game there guy i'm telling you <laughs> well i was for that i was at my job I, I was parking in the same parking spot for years and a friend of mine came up and said, hey, help me find this. And I was like, what is it? Oh, it's, a, it's something called geocache. And it was it was on a guardrail right in front of where I parked at for like years. And that blew my mind. I was like, <laughs> I've been here for years and I'm just not finding out. I was like, wow, where else could they be? And then I started looking. Yeah. And then the wanderlust in me is like, ooh, they're like overseas. They're and everywhere. everywhere. Like we could literally like. You know, why pay for a tour guide when we can just go geocache? Exactly. Northern well, Highlands. He of called Scotland me. Or... You called me right away, and he was gushing about it. That's why. That's I, awesome. I knew what he was talking about. He's like, man, this guy. He came and asked me to help him find this thing, and it's been right here the whole time in front of my car. And so, yeah. So then we started figuring out where we could go, and you know, it's a great. It really is a great thing for dating because when you're dating. You're looking for stuff to do. You're looking anyway. for stuff to do together. Mm-hmm. It's I remember so many times, you know, over the years, you're dating someone. What do you want to do? I don't know. Oh, we can go to the movies. Or, yeah. You know, but you don't get to yeah. know you're sitting there in a dark room watching a movie and stuff. And it's I'm not a big fan of movies anyway. But this was something that we could do together. And I have to say, I think that we, when we were dating, we cashed a lot. Yeah. Probably and, more than we and, ever had because it was a great thing we could do together. Yeah. And we were living in uh, right outside of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Georgia. So thank goodness for the Georgia State Parks. Yeah. Absolutely. Every, every oh, weekend. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually represent. Georgia. This is like a, there you go. Yeah, I, I was gonna say um uh some of your friends are in here saying they're ah, they sort of catching <laughs> catching up with the Waysiders. Uh yeah. Uh, I put out a note on the Georgia Geocaching Associations uh or the their their Facebook page. I was hoping we get some Georgians uh I told my son he just moved to Macon before all this hit, so I thought it was cool. I was like, "Oh, we're gonna have some Georgia people on soon." And he's like, "All right, that's awesome." So, shout out to Georgia. So, yeah, shout out to Georgia, Georgia State Park. So many, so many fun things we do in Georgia. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the Jackson, Jackson County, County Trail. Wow, that it's, was a cool. We were just talking trail. about that recently, yeah. actually, because we were <laughs> talking about you, Jim and Andy, and um, how much fun. I was trying to remember the name of the county. Yeah, and yes. yeah, it was Jackson County. <laughs> We some of the about. coolest caches I've ever seen in the world were yeah. in that small county. So it was really, yeah. Did you say it was three months and y'all were going to Ireland together? Yeah, yeah. That she it was it was like three to four months, and she asked her friend was getting married in Ireland, and mm-hmm. she asked if I wanted to go. And I I didn't even have a passport at the time. I will be honest. And so I had to hurry up and get my passport. And uh, since then, it's it's pretty full and it's been pretty awesome but yeah that was uh that was kind of like our first uh well when we went on our first date 
I had the week before I had just gotten back from Hong Kong. So that was like a huge talking point because he asked me what I had done lately. And I said, well, I just got back from Hong Kong. And he's like, wow, you know, it really got his attention. And so he asked me, he's like, like, who'd you go with? Who did I go with? And I said, no one. I just went by myself. And he's like, well, why did you go for work? I said, no, I just felt like going to Hong Kong. So I went. (laughs) Awesome. That's awesome. I think I hooked him like right there. He was like, wow, I need to hang out with this girl. And I was joking. Well, yeah, if you're going to hang out with me, you got to have your passport ready. And I was just joking. And then my friend's wedding came up and he's like, I actually don't have my passport. (laughs) 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 I remember driving him to the place to like, go. I was like, you need to hurry up and get your passport. Right. (laughs) And you know, we ended up extending that because I've always wanted to go to Scotland. So while we were over there, Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, how far? I'm a golfer, Bob. Yeah. How far is St. Andrews? Yeah. Hey, oh, okay, well, I'm like, can we go there? And we actually end up cashing all around St. Andrews. Oh, yeah. And that was a really cool experience as well. But So we were able to get two countries in uh, during that trip. And yeah. uh, drove around the whole island. And, man, we would go back in a heartbeat. It, Ireland's amazing. <laughs> that is awesome, yeah. I've I've been fortunate enough to go to St. Andrews as well and uh, and go to the golf course and in that area. It's gorgeous. And so, yeah. It is, uh, it is one of the – and that's the thing about travel, something we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to kind of do it just to let the listeners know. We're going to kind of talk about travel for a while. We'll get into geocaching, and then we'll get into some other things after that. So we're going to kind of – we're going to switch gears here in a minute to talking about travel because I think it's it's mm-hmm. fascinating. But, you know, that's something that it's it's great to hear other people mention their travels because I think it really – you can kind of live a little bit through their – Oh, travel yeah. experiences. I mean, hearing stories is always great because it really, I think you do live a little bit through those experiences, but also it's hard to explain to people who don't travel how incredible traveling to different places is. I know geocachers tend to travel a lot. Some, some don't, but we're going to talk about some, some extreme, well, I'll call it extreme, but uh, some far flung travels, but also, some travel in the States. Cause I want to ask you guys some, some good questions about the U S cause not everybody can necessarily get out. Yeah. Like cashing dead. New York is like travel, travel. What's that? Uh, yeah. There will be a day again when we can all travel. Yes. So, yes. 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 Very soon. Now's the time to plan. Everyone's going to go. Gonna be like, so. <laughs> oh, everybody's going to go crazy when that happens. Yeah. yeah. We're going to get into RVs a little bit. We're going to get into campgrounds and we're going to get into, again, the traveling with the good puppy dog. So a lot to cover tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to start with uh, something that you guys provide on your website. And if you could talk a little bit about your vacation planning template, what all do uh, we can, what all do we want to do with the vacation travel template? What I know you haven't even have, Liz, you even have a video about that. Do yeah, I um. So, I'm a I'm a planner. Obviously. I would have got lost a long time ago. Guys. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. I get it. I know <laughs> not everyone likes to plan as much as I do, but I know that there are other people like me. I'm not the only crazy travel like super organized type A person, and I love spreadsheets. Again, I know not everyone does, but I personally do. And I use spreadsheets to plan my travels because it helps me stay really organized. I do, I do too. And, mm. you know, I'll, and I'll, I do a ton of research. A lot of the questions I'd get asked years ago when I started traveling, even before I met Josh, people would ask me, you know, how do you know to do this or do that? And how do you, you know, 
plan your trips because it always seemed like I got to do so much in a short time. Right. It was just because I planned the crap out of it. And so people started asking me how, what my method kind of was. And so I, I shared, decided to share my template. Um, and it's basically just a, an Excel spreadsheet that has a bunch of different tabs on it. Mm -hmm. And I think the first tab has some instructions on how I use it because there's sort of a method to my madness, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I have some spreadsheets where I'll just dump a whole bunch of ideas. And then I have another one where I'll sort of do a little more research and kind of fine tune it. And then I put together some, examples and I throw in some sample costs because I always want to get the best value and you right. know, don't always have unlimited funds. So it's kind of like, okay, this trip idea will cost this, but, and then I'll do an alternate trip idea. This one costs this, you know, it kind of helps me narrow down. So the spreadsheet is really that it just kind of helps take you through my planning process. And, you know, if you don't want to do all those steps, you don't have to, but at the end, you have a final result. That's a nice little, you know, spreadsheet template that has your itinerary on it, you know, right. and it's out with sort of kind of helps you with your budgeting and stuff too. And it has some formulas in it. So, so yeah, it's up there on the site for anyone else that, that, that wants to, if you like spreadsheets too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Cash Canna mentioned that they use their spreadsheets to travel. They just came down before all this hit uh, and they went down almost to your neck of the woods or where you guys grew up or I don't know. Did you both grew up in Georgia? I, I remember this. I'm a, I'm a Georgia. You're the Georgia one. That's right. I'm from Idaho. That's right. She's Idaho. I remember that. That's cool. Yeah. That, that's awesome. Y'all were, were meant to be together. I can tell you right now. Uh, <laughs> But um, so the, the spreadsheet thing is interesting because, uh, and again, oh, uh, one other thing I want to mention was that of all the weeks to get into our show notes and, and download links and stuff, this is oh, the week. It's packed. It is packed. I packed that thing with YouTube videos and links to things. And, you know, uh, you got to go to peanutsorpretzels.com and get all the information you can. Um, there's, there's a lot and I put a lot of it probably more than we'll be able to get to tonight. Yeah. We won't be able to get to it all. it all in there either way. So yeah. Yeah. But it's all in there. So there's a link obviously, but you can go to peanuts or pretzels.com and the, mm -hmm. on the front page, you've got the travel planner. So that's awesome. You too, uh, to have that right there for folks. Um, I do want to switch gears a little bit. Um, a lot of, a lot of gear switching tonight, but I want to talk about when you are traveling, one thing that tends to come up in conversations with other people I know is the, do you want to immerse yourself in the local cuisines and the local stuff? Or do you want to, you know, is that nowadays, I mean, do you, you know, can yeah, it be famous highlights or try to get into the local stuff? Right. Jesse's exactly right. So I did, I did put in the show notes uh, because my son did this on his uh, recently on a honeymoon was to do snuba. And you guys did snuba in Thailand, but on a broader sense, you can talk about that, but also in a broader sense, do you to immerse yourself or do you go for highlights? Like Jesse said, um, I would say we, we try to immerse ourselves 100% into the culture that we're at at the time. Um, right. We've been fortunate to travel around and experience a lot of different cultures. Um, and yeah, we always try to go local as much as possible, support local. Um, mm -hmm. Even when we're 
I mean, just, yeah, even on the riverbanks in Laos to a big city like Hong Kong or, you know, Singapore or something like that. Like, we're, we're always trying to go local. Honestly, that's where we find the best stuff anyway. Yeah. Right. <laughs> say that we don't ever do the highlights. Yeah. I mean, we, we've classes. gone backpacking where we're like, we just want a hamburger. There's a TGI Friday. <laughs> and I want some macaroni and cheese. Yes, that happens. Right. But. I would say about 95% of the time. Yeah. We're always trying to look for the local cuisine or the, the, yeah, anything local really. Well, it, the highlights, like I said, it, there's some classic things that you want to see or want to do, but then there's also the things around it that tends to be tourist traps. Right. A lot of times. That's not the best quality. That's crazy overpriced and stuff. And what we've found over the years is that you actually don't have to venture very far from that hmm. stuff to find the local stuff because oh, okay. usually um like josh had had a great example yeah. from my recent trip to cozumel like yeah we, we took a recent uh cruise, cruise not too long ago and we ended up in cozumel and everyone oh, cool. like cruising in cozumel like you can't get more touristy than that Very honestly yeah. but so we wanted to go eat something like local i figured i so we actually went to the people that were trying to sell us tours and everything yeah and we like, went across the street no we don't really have a tour yeah. or anything right on lunch and they were like, oh, well, you know, well, there's Margaritaville. There's all these other places like that. And I was like, no, where do you go get lunch? Right. And they were like, oh, well, just around the block, there's a truck that sells tacos. Yeah, they're like, if you go down <laughs> two blocks this way, take a left this way. On this, You walk down a little bit, there's just a truck parked on the side of the It's street. right across from a local market, basically. And, and so they're like, that's you could get like dollar, you know, three tacos for a dollar or whatever. He's like, that's where you'll see all the people. And so we walked off and it was off the tourist trail. There's no tourists down this road. Right. All. Go down there just a few blocks. And sure enough, on the side of the road, there's this truck parked there. Slinging some amazing slinging tacos. tacos. And there's a lot <laughs> down. Even cruise ship workers, because yeah. they go there on port a lot. They're familiar. They were coming over from the cruise ship and that's where they were going to get tacos too. And they just had some plastic like chairs and buckets on the <laughs> Oh, yeah. There, you know, that's the I mean, best. it was the yes, best. that is the best. The best. And I mean, that's when they're like, they, they care more about the food than the actual like seating arrangements. And like, <laughs> mm -hmm. I, like I'm, I'm all about that. But we did that everywhere. Like, even that same trip, we went to Belize and we went out in Jamaica. Like, we always find ourselves like in Jamaica, we go outside the ports. Yes. They don't recommend it a lot. And, you know, There's which, liability is, issues which is fine. You know, it's whatever you're comfortable with. But for us, we are. We try to go local. I remember we ate some amazing jerk chicken at a local restaurant. We were the only yeah. one there. Yeah, they like to ask know, the taxi like, drivers and people what they like yeah. to go. Right. But it's all about your comfort zone, and we've been doing it for a lot of years. So we, we can kind of see, okay, this person's going to come to me. I know what he's going to ask and yep. that type of thing. So it's just yeah. being smart, but it, those are the best experiences, and those are the stuff you know we can talk to you about. It's not like, hey, I went to Jamaica and went to you know, Margaritaville. Right, <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So that's just what excites us when we travel is to to get that local experience as much as possible. Yeah, um, so I've been a couple of times to Jamaica and, and Montego Bay, and uh, but we went with a we went with a large group. But still, like you said, one of the things um, that I'm sure you would probably suggest is if you do go to some of these places, one like you said, you can even ask the locals like what what area do you think is, is safe for us to go? And a lot of them will say, you know, uh, you can go down this street, you know, go to, we went to Scotchies. I don't know if you've ever been to Scotchies in, in near Montego Bay. It's like an unbelievable jerk 
pork and jerk chicken and all that. But th- a lot of times, the I know the locals will even tell you, you probably don't want to go this area unless it's during the day. And then, you know, so you can kind of get some good advice even from, from the locals. Well, and and that's think- what research and planning ahead. She I planned. Think- uh, so. Well, I think, and also one of the things we've learned over the years, because of course not not everyone is trustworthy. Yeah. But what we've discovered is the vast majority of people are, and they want to help you so much. And one of our ways, of course, you have to trust your gut who you're talking to. But mm-hmm. I think there's a if someone approaches you and tries yeah. to get you to go somewhere with them, or tries right. to go here, I'm going to take you here. You know, there's the infamous tuk tuk scam in Thailand and stuff. It's like. They try to put you in a thing and take you somewhere else. You know, that's where I wouldn't trust them and we would go to go do something different. But I found that if we approach someone else that looks very unassuming and isn't expecting us, they tend right. to be very, very generous in helping you and telling you, you know, I feel like we could trust them a lot more. Right. Are there any good, because you're the planner, uh, Liz, are there any good sources to really find that research ahead of time that people may not think of? Like you're trying to get not the touristy information, right? So what, what are some of your secrets for that? Um, well, I, I do a lot of just looking at other people's travel blogs. I think um, a lot of it, I mean, I, I look at some of the tours, tourist books, you know, the Lonely Planets, the different things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes you get basic ideas, but I think it's just Google searching around like crazy. And just there's so many travel bloggers now. There's millions upon millions of, of us. And, you know, some of them are better than others, of course, but. I think you just dig around and just look up different things and, and people have their own stories to tell. And that's where I've gotten a lot of ideas. And then also social media too. There's different groups um, to get into yeah. and ask. Other Fa- people Facebook groups there. are growing so rapidly. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's a lot to get like honest opinion. Uh, Reddit's also yeah. a good spot Who's too. Been? Who else has been there? Mm-hmm. Would you recommend? But or? I think, I think mainly we just kind of go around, we look at other bloggers, we kind of gather the information and then mm-hmm. we kind of break it down kind of yeah. like our way of like narrowing narrowing down, down like yeah. mm-hmm. four I, out of five said this so yeah you well, know, that type of and thing. sometimes i look up alternatives too so yeah. for example when the most recent cruise we went a couple years ago to jamaica um we wanted to go off the ship and go do some stuff in waterfalls and a lot of people go to you know duns river and some of these others really popular yeah. so i was doing some research about alternatives and other waterfalls and the not Secret so popular water, the not ones, small. yeah. And I was right. actually on YouTube mm-hmm. and then followed across a couple others that were less popular. Um, this blue hole, although it's now becoming more popular, blue hole. But um, mm-hmm. not that many people had been there. Cruise ships don't take tourists there on excursions, so that will already keep a lot of the crowds away. Right. So it was a different place that we could go and um, have a really cool experience. And when we went, the weather wasn't that great. We were honestly one of like three people there. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So the government brought something up about reaching out to local cash owners. Have you ever done that? Yes. Yes, we have actually. Yeah. Local cash owners. Um, there was a guy in um, Guangzhou. Remember we met? Uh, he was so awesome. He was actually the one hiding some of the caches because there weren't many there. Mm. And so he's given us off. In fact, he took us to a really yeah, cool restaurant yeah. to get this like local um, well, when- delicacy, like pudding kind of like this like milk kind of pudding. Right. And- he was so awesome. We went out with him a couple times, actually, and he took us around. And yeah, he he would create gadget caches around yeah. the city. So we were seeing all these like caches pop up, like new cashier, <laughs> new cashier is the same person. And so we, we, we reached, reached out, out to him, him yeah. and we we're like, hey, we need we need to be friends. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Like, 
caching and, and like dude, I've seen some of your caches are really and they're gadget caches, so you know that's even better. Do yeah, really fine. And then yeah, we became friends, started taking us around and stuff like that. Um, in Hong Kong, we because we were really close, we lived really close to Hong Kong. We would travel down there, and there's ton, there were tons of caches down there, and a great little community down there as well. And we actually did some meetups down there. Yeah, big and group. so we were meeting other cachers through there. And actually hearing about, oh, well, you need to go to the Devil's Backbone hiking trail. It's like, what's that? I'm like, mm -hmm. well, yeah. it's an amazing hiking trail. Like, you what's need your to go favorite to, yeah. beach to go to? You know, the locals. Yeah. Yeah. It was Absolutely. nice to get, you know, some of the other cashers in the community and, um, and get some of the, that advice from them, too. Definitely. No, uh, yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, yeah. Other than you. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, your favorite? What is your favorite geocaching friendly country to visit? That's, we, a, that's a good question. We were talking about that before the show. Um, I think, uh, I mean, Hong Kong was great because they, they had a, a amazing community down there. Um, I know, I know, they've had a lot of things go on since then. Um, New Zealand's a really cool caching community. I feel like that's like on the rise. When we were mm -hmm. there for about a month on the South Island, and there's caches. There's some beautiful caches everywhere. Right. <laughs> um, but I know that they they have like they they started coming up with doing events and things like that. Um, oh, another one, Singapore was a pretty good one. I mean, because it's a little bit more Western style, you know, like yeah. more Westernized. As far as community goes, because there's different places where we cache, yeah. and we got some epic caches. Right, like community. I have to say, Hong Kong was like yeah. the they they would have meetups they, and they would be all the time. Well, it was so international. So like one meetup we went to was probably like thirty people. Right. And they were, and were from all over the world. And guys. man, we had just went to cool. last um, one of the last uh, block parties, and so oh, we cool. would meet you know uh, all those guys and we yeah. were like, tags and everything, and <laughs> we were just all like yeah. in awe about oh, the yeah, tags, and, yeah. and uh, we were showing like our, our geo coins and things like that, and uh, that community was really great because they were from all over, yeah, and we people had, traveling through. We were and, talking to there's a there's a lot of there's some locals, and then there was expats at that least lived like twelve there or thirteen countries were from there. many other countries, but there was also because it's it's such an international travel hub that mm -hmm. uh, there were people that were passing through that we talked to them we asked them where they're from and they said oh my flight just landed i have a couple days here and i was looking for stuff to do so i decided to check out you know the geocaching community and they st somehow stumbled across this group and that there was a meetup so they literally just got off the plane and came to the meetup because they knew they could meet other people and hang out and it'd be something fun to do in hong kong and oh, so cool. there were people from eastern europe there was i mean they yeah. were from we, all we would go world. around and and meet other people and a lot of them didn't speak english you know yeah, just a little, yeah. <laughs> but they were all we, we were all but this was really cool about it you know thinking back on it's like we didn't even all speak the same language but we were all there for the same purpose and we all went out geocaching together after yeah. dinner mm -hmm. and it was really cool like i was able to like Fun. go to some cool little hidden caches and one guy had i think one guy had hidden like three or five three to five hundred geocaches there oh wow and so he was like so excited to show everyone he's yeah, like come he here you know he's taking us to some of his caches right it's funny uh, um really cool great experience. they were a great team. yeah so what it's, it was asking and i'm, I'm assuming that y'all have a spectacular gallery uh <laughs> of photos in your geocaching account so uh what is your geocaching name do you guys together or yeah, together. Yeah, we cash together. It's peanuts okay, or yeah. yeah. What, what is it again? Peanuts or 
peanuts or pretzels? All one word. All one word. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. okay. Cool. No, that's great. Yeah, like Susan and I, we have well, I think we all, all of us here. Yeah, all yeah, all three of us do that. All yeah. of us well have our um family accounts. So yeah. I want to go back real quick to um a couple of travel items and then we'll move over to the geocaching side. Uh we've done a lot of geocaching. This is fine. This is the way the the we like to go with the flow with the show. Well but, geocaching, uh, it's hard to separate those two anyway. It is, it is, but um one of the things I think comes up and I think you guys do a really good job as far as on the website, there's a lot of great tips and I'll get into some of that here in a minute, but um, I guess this is more for Liz's question then. Sorry, Josh. No, I'm kidding. But he just comes along for the ride. He I'm does. Just, I know this. He's yeah. You know, he's eye candy. We got to have Josh around. So, <laughs> but and all the fun stuff anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, as far as trying to find discounts, either uh, if you could talk about finding discounts before you go, and also I think what people forget is finding discounts while you're there. You know, your, your boots are on the ground and you're going. Mm-hmm. How do you, what, what are some things or some tips or tricks you do try to do beforehand? I guess is obviously easier than when you get in country, what are some things that you guys do to try to find a, a good discount on different things? Well, um, I like to do a lot of comparative research and I'm just kind of a research aholic in a way. Sure. Uh, I like to use, when I'm looking at flights, um, I try to be very open. If you can be open and flexible, that's a huge benefit um, because you can get you know different flights and stuff at different prices. I like to use Google flights because they have an explore feature where okay. I can put in a destination or like an area I'm flying from and I can even put in a date range and then I can look up and see where's the cheapest place we can fly to. So oh, okay. if you go somewhere, you know, in the middle of July, I could say we're going to fly out of Atlanta, you know, and, and it'll show me like a map and I can zoom in different places and see, oh, wow, we can fly to Cancun for a hundred bucks, you know, or we could fly to Ireland. It's only, you know, 300 or whatever. Right. And you can look at the different airports too. Oh, it costs, you know, 500 to fly to Dublin, but we could save a hundred bucks if we fly to Shannon, you know, so you could kind of start to play around, zoom in and out on the map. I like cool. to use that to get some ideas. And then what I'll usually do from there is, um, I'll click on it a fare and I'll see what airline offers it. And then I'll go to the airline's website, punch it in, um, ah. play around with some of the dates there too. Cause like right. we fly on Delta a lot, okay. um, just because of flyer status, which helps us to get discounts sometimes too, and different things. Um, and I'll search their flexible calendar and I can see, cause sometimes if you fly on a Sunday, it's going to be more expensive than on a Tuesday, you know, and I can right. put it in different date ranges and just basically try to narrow down a destination and a date and just get like the best possible price and things like that. And if you have the ability to be flexible on your dates, Uh, we use that a lot. And I do something similar if we need to rent a car or anything. Um, When we're there again, I do a lot of research before we get there to try to get an idea of what it costs for local transportation or food or activities. You know, there's only so much you can do for certain activities, because sometimes the price is the price. Is it yeah. price? Right. There's definitely things you can save on. For example, if it's if it's you're going on a cruise, mm-hmm. it's 
given. I used to be a travel agent years ago. It's a given. The cruise ship, whatever prices they're charging, is like double of what you can get it if you go there. Sometimes just, more. Uh, yeah. It's just what it is. And so, and they, you get a convenience, you know, by booking through them, and mm -hmm. they supposedly vetted, you know, all of them, and you know, these are their trusted partners, and there's something to be said for that. But we've oftentimes we'll do some research in advance, like when we went to Grand Cayman. And we knew that we wanted to go swim with the stingrays. Well, the price that the cruise line was offering was super expensive. Right. So we just said, heck with it. We're going to get off at the port. There's going to be tons of local tour operators. If you go outside the port, of course, they tell you not to. But right. that's what we do. <laughs> Y'all are going to follow that rule. So we go, we go right outside the gates, and there's tons of people with signs and stuff, and they're offering the exact same tour for a fraction of the price. And see that? Mm. It's we a little bit more like local because those are the people that didn't get the big contract. Didn't get the big contract. Oh, gotcha. Right. They're, they're still run their companies the same. It's, sometimes it's the same company, you know? Yeah. Like, so it just depends. And Of course, you know, yeah. it, it's, you have to trust your gut, you know? I mean, maybe there's some that seem a little sketchier than others, but we've never had a problem. We've gone on some awesome tours. And like that one in Grand Cayman, we went out with these guys. Um, they were younger kids, but they... <laughs> Group. At first, we thought it was just the two of us, but they had a bunch of people, and oh, they cool. took us out on the most chill experience. And I honestly think we had a better time than the bigger tour group people did because right. it was so much. I felt like these guys had so much less stress on them. They were very like they were just hanging out. I, they didn't even have shoes well, it was, on. It they was were like, just it was like running around, you know. <laughs> yeah. And he like got a. He showed us some of the sea life. He went and got like a conch. Uh, and yeah. brought it up on the boat and took it out and showed it to us and cut it up and like you know it's it's, so it's just like one it. of those things like it's small enough the same thing with uh in honduras too yeah. so it's just like small enough where it's like where do you guys want to go yeah right. Well, right. I wanna go there yeah. it's like okay let's go yeah we, we've been on some where they asked us where we wanted to go and we said well where do you recommend and what should we do and so that has helped as well and, and it was we saved a ton of money that way and honestly, had a I felt like a better experience uh, by by going that local route. Mm -hmm. uh, same thing within in Honduras too. Like we were, we decided not to book something, but we knew that we wanted to go snorkel diving, and yeah. and so we we kind of <laughs> you know we went to the beach and we got a local taxi girl to take us to a beach, yep. and instead of taking us to one. She actually took us to four different beaches and let us choose the nicest one we wanted. Yeah, to go and back it was like to. picking it out. And this was oh. like, and we're not supposed to go outside the barracks or whatever. Right. And so we got our taxi. She's like, "Well, this one's going to be like this, da 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 da." But this one, this it's like, this oh, let's is. go to this one. And then took us to another one, and and so on and so forth. And then we ended up like hooking up and going snorkel diving well, with like just the two of us. We could see oh, cool. Was out there, and I knew a bunch of people were going snorkeling and diving because it's a very popular destination for that. And I really mm -hmm. wanted to go. And we were on this beach. These local kids came up to us and they said, hey, do you want to go out? And they had a whole kiosk and stuff and they were taking people out. They said, do you want to go out to the reef? And I said, yeah, we'd love to. They charged us 10 bucks a person, 10 US right. dollars. That's it. Right. All the stuff. We hopped on the boat. It was literally just Josh and I and these two kids. They had the music playing. They just spoke yeah. a little broken. What kind of music their, do you guys like? Yeah, you know, they had like... broken English. I had broken Spanish. They took us out there. We hung out. It was very, you know, it was supposed to be for an hour. I think they let us stay out there for like an hour and a half. We had, the brief was amazing. That's cool. We came back to the cruise ship later and we're at dinner with some friends and asked them what they did. They went to a beach and went snorkeling, and they paid yes, like a hundred and some dollars stuff. a person. They paid yeah. like a hundred and something a person. But we did the same thing, and we paid mm. <laughs> so, um, see my yeah, show on. Yeah. 
who's in Australia right now. So it's, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's probably Monday afternoon. If it's I like Thursday there right now, I think. Well, yes, yeah, so there's a Thursday. No, last know. Thursday or next Thursday. It's next Thursday. They're in the future. So yeah, uh, I always ask Craig how things are in the future. But um, Craig did a, a trip uh, two years ago now where he rented a, y'all probably seen these. They're, um, they're vans that, yeah, there you go. It was an escape camper van. Yeah. Yeah. We, we saw a lot of those in New Zealand over in his neck of the woods. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, they're like a little uh, yeah. camper vans. Yeah, they're like really minivans cool. that are like on steroids. Com- like converted. <laughs> they're converted. Yeah, yeah, converted basically. Yeah. Right. So, but that's, that's a neat idea because, I mean, he obviously, uh, it's kind of one of things where. In that time too. Yeah. And, you know, there's that. Um, if, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm hearing from you guys that there's some things you can plan ahead but you want to have some flexibility because like for like Craig planned ahead, he got this camper van and he knew that he could take that all the way across. I mean, he planned ahead. He took, he, he went all the way across the U S but knowing him and knowing you guys is that there was a, there was uh, even though he had planned some of those items, he had some flexibility where if something came up, he could go, Oh, well, I'll go do, I'll go do this. Or it's kind of the same thing with caching. I think is you kind of plan your caching route, but yet you could do, you know, some di- different things as you go. I mean, is that, is that kind of what, is that sort of a, I would say a mantra of you two that you get to, you know, wherever you're going and you kind of like, we have this plan, but if we need to go over here, if we find something cool and we feel like it's a good idea. Stay flexible. Yeah. The flexible part is the adventure part, in my opinion. Right. right. You know, it that, can the, help you save money. Yeah, the un, the unexpected things that happen in life are the exciting parts, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I think there's always there are usually some things that we have that we know are must dos. Right. And when I'm planning the trip and I'm using the itinerary, I'll put in the must dos. Right. And sometimes you can't change that price, and so we know, you know what, that's just going to be what it is. We don't have time to fuss around with negotiating or find someone because find it cheaper because we know we want to go. So we'll do that. But there's other things where we're more flexible and more open and we're just wanting to see what presents itself and what kind of deals we might could find. Um, so yeah, we've done that. We do. That's, we tend to mix it up like that. So flexibility seems to be a key, but I think something that we haven't hit on tonight and, but it kind of reading between the lines is you seem to have an ability to communicate no matter where you are. So you said you're broken Spanish, but you've, yeah. You've been to y'all are full time travelers, and you've been to. I don't even know on your website it says forty, but I don't even know what your number is now, like countries. But you can't speak that many languages, I'm sure. So how are you able to comfortably communicate no matter where you are in the world? I, I always try to go by at least like five phrases because when we we spend time in like Tibet and Laos and 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 Thailand and all over these countries, and and uh, it's always like the five things. It's, you be, be respectful. Number right. one. You're respectful right. to anybody anywhere. You, you're going to be okay, I think. Right. Um, one of one of the things is always like thank you. Well, of course, it's like hello, goodbye, thank, thank you. you. Um, bathroom. <laughs> and, good. and the fifth one, which I I used to say a lot, is basically like delicious. So oh, I would cool. meant the chef. That's um, neat. Just like, and then maybe sometimes I'll learn a little bit more. Like, oh, I'm hungry, Roy. You know, like. 
right (laughs) countries depending on how difficult the language was or not you know we could learn small phrases like how much if you can learn something like that if you can learn any of the numbers that's helpful so we would try to have a mix some things we we learned really well some things we had a little cheat sheet or we had our phone to try to remember how to how to say that um body, body language is it's amazing how much you can actually communicate without using words. People, will, mm. there's so much pointing. You're just like a you're just like a two year old toddler. You're pointing and making noises and rubbing your stomach yeah. or doing you know, <laughs> right. Pants. And it's all they it's all the, it's those little things that are delicious. Like when you when you're able to say that to like a a mom and pop that have a you know their restaurant oh, and a little stand that you're on the side and you eat it and you're mm-hmm. able to speak in their same language. Like just the look on their faces of like. Yeah. Oh, like that. Yeah. <laughs> me, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's I awesome. Compliment you in another yeah. language that you didn't think you, you know, we knew. Mm-hmm. And everyone in, I saw the question, like, a lot of countries speak English too. And yeah, even was asking. English, they want to practice their English. Mm-hmm. So, right. Now, like, cool. We traveled all around China that yeah. people wanted to practice their English. They it's like, well, excited. I want to I practice my Chinese, you know? <laughs> yeah. They were really excited <laughs> to practice their English. So, you know, we rarely got into any situations where there was just no communication could happen at all. Usually we could communicate somehow. And even if we had to resort to showing a smartphone or using an app, we're very lucky now. I mean, when, we, when I started traveling a lot of years ago, we didn't have mm-hmm. years much um but now you can just you know fling out your smart smartphone and you know sometimes you can say things into it and it'll just translate it back so right little google translator there's apps too like you said liz where you could get that'll do it also for you but um pronounce i've had some where i just had to like i could hit a button and yeah yeah and they would i put it up to their <laughs> you listen to this because i don't know what's going on here um southern slang i would just butcher stuff over and over, but it's the attempt. It's the it's he's trying that they appreciate for the attempt. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So a couple items if for people that don't know don't know, uh, we are going to talk a little bit about, uh, in a f- little bit about um, the fact that this is a full time job for you too, which is mm-hmm. for some people it's like dream come true. Uh, I know for you too, it's dream come true, but yet. We got to do some work yeah. <laughs> to get this to get it done. Uh, yeah, so. Vacation, I promise you that. Right, <laughs> which is interesting because you have to kind of juggle um, where it's you don't feel like it's always work, but yeah. yet you don't want to feel like you're on vacation. It's honestly, it's very hard. It's something we've never mastered. There's times there was times when we were in Asia where we felt like we were doing. We were stretched too thin and we were doing bad at both. You know, we mm-hmm. felt like we were being bad travelers because we were working too much or we weren't putting in enough research. We were getting, you know, tired of some of the places. Oh, it looks like the same temple I've been to a million oh, times. Oh, this is the same 400,000 year old temple. Uh, but then, oh, gosh. Like, we're really, you know, we, and then we yeah. feel like we're being bad travelers. It, it, that's the most challenging part. And we are together 24 7. We live together, we work together, we're married. Right. It, that's, I mean, that in itself is a feat. <laughs> so, right. I met many people. They're like, I could never work with my spouse. You know, it's, it's you know, it's not all sunsets and rainbows by any means. We, right. There, there's been many times when we're like, okay, we 
we've, we've been working 15 hours a day for five days straight and we haven't left and hardly showered because we're so busy. Right. And we realize mm-hmm. what we signed up for, you know, so right. it's hard. Well, and early on, because um, you, you guys, uh, we talked about a few years ago is, you know, you moved to Asia, you, but you were teaching. So it was a little different because you weren't really full-time with the travel side of things. And then as time went on, I, I know you guys, you know, been able to sort of transition to, you know, full-time on the, on the travel and the digital media, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, but um, yeah, that's, it's an interesting combination. Um, I know, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, more us. I think some people, I don't want to, I don't want the people listening to the podcast think we're going to talk just international. We're going to talk a little bit about the U S travel as well for, for the U S folk. Um, we like to try to juggle Jesse and I are always try to be really good about keeping everything on the right. show. Uh, we have, we just had an international guest on last week from Spain, mm-hmm. uh, which is fascinating to hear the stories from him about geocaching in Spain. And I know I love talking about all the, all your international travels. We are going to talk a little bit about um, your RV travels back in the States a little bit. That'd be fun and talk about that. So we are going to get to that, but um, let's kind of wrap up a little bit about Asia. Um, Number one, go back. You listen to some other shows where we did kind of went extensive, but um, you just came back actually from, from China um, in December. So I guess let people know what your experience was during sort of the initial COVID-19 breakout when you were over there and what uh, your experiences were in the November, December timeframe, and then coming back and then contacting all of your, you know, sort of extended family, those folks over there. So what give people kind of a perspective of a person that was actually there. Well, for when last time we spoke with you, we had just gotten back, I guess it was like 2016. Yeah. Y'all, y'all were just going back. Back to the States. But during that time, our, our pop digital media, uh, digital marketing company, we took on a big client that was based in Beijing. So we actually, within three years, we traveled 18 times back and forth. Wow. So about six times a year. We I think one, for a few weeks at a time. A few back. weeks at a time and then come back and then we work to prepare for the next trip. And so we had a, we had people all over China based in all you know different parts of China and stuff that we would place for jobs and things. And and our coworkers, we were really yeah. close to them. They're very family oriented in China. It's just the culture. Um, so it's just a, a much more, much closer, even though it's business, it's very much like family. So right. we're very with all of them and our coworkers and everyone. So we, uh, our last trip over there was around December. And so when we came back was right when everything kind of went, you know, they basically locked down right before Chinese New Year. Uh, yeah. Happened. Right. So we were, you know, we were having to talk with them and deal with them. And, and, you know, during that time and what they were going through, very uncertain. A lot of people were leaving the country, didn't know if they should, if they stay. We had a number of, people who weren't sure if they could get back into the country because that was when they started to kind of halt things. Right. Um, mm-hmm. going on. So we had some people who were had been traveling for Chinese New Year and they couldn't get back in or they were at their hometown maybe 
um, you know, in the south of China and they couldn't get back up to the north of China because they closed down all the, the trains and stuff. They were very quick to close a lot of things down. And so right. we had a lot of conference calls and video Zoom calls with people who were in all different areas of the country. Right. And so kind of the, not like the joke, but we, we kind of joke around a little bit at the beginning of where are you at and where are yeah. you at? <laughs> you know, are you ever going to make it back to, to Beijing? So. Uh, we like, where are like, oh, I'm in Bali. It's not a bad place to be stuck, you know? Right. We had a lot of that. Um, and, you know, I, I know we're f fortunate here that we have, most of us have more outdoor space, backyards, places like that. You know, over there, most 90 plus percent of the population lives in apartments. very dense. You yeah. know, they yeah. live in apartments. So they don't have very little space they could go outside. So mm -hmm. we talked a lot with them about you know, what they were doing to stay active and you know keep themselves sane and get a little fresh air open the window um because it was um you know at least at least we can go outside they didn't have many places they could yeah. go but, but currently right now uh you know we're seeing our friends now they just opened up the great wall so we're actually seeing our friends like getting outside the right. cherry blossoms are blooming so that's always good oh yeah <laughs> and so they're out there you know exploring transportation's kicking back up again so they're starting to get back to you know normalcy a little bit, right? So you know we we've we've kind of been, I guess, seeing this from a different point of view. A lot of people, mm -hmm. uh, you know, this really started back in you know December, January, and so we you know kind of seen it progress and and I everything like, like that. But for us, we feel like we're going through it a second time almost because well, we, it's like we, our turn. We our, experienced our, it with people did it over there, and right. now. So now they're checking in on us, yeah. right? What we're doing and everything like that, and and of course every everyone's positive to stay strong, and you know we'll get through this. Nothing lasts forever, you know. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. So um, stay healthy yeah. and stay healthy. Are you guys going to just kind of stay in place uh, down there in Florida for a while, or? Yeah, as as soon as we saw it heading in the direction it was going, we we booked a few months out, honestly. Mm -hmm. So we we um, we don't plan on leaving. Otherwise, you know, just we'd be up, up in Colorado again for the summer. Uh, that's usually our summer home. Yeah. <laughs> right. we have, let me know if you make it up here this summer. I hope you are able to make it up here because that means it's all cleared up and we're we're all happy again. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But we will just be staying put. Yeah, we're do, we're doing our part. We're just staying put. We're we're yeah. looking at this as a time for reset. You know, it's it's a good time to to learn a new skill. Work like, on some Work on some passion projects, you know, hit the pause cool. for a little bit. There's no reason you can't come out even stronger, you know, so that's right. kind of looking at it, you know. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, we'll get through it. I think we all will. Yep. Um, yeah, let's talk about something that's kind of fun and something that I want to have uh, Jesse comment on too, because it's a, it's a video you did. Uh, it was in Colorado, or at least you published it recently. So, um, well, I want to show a little bit of the video and get uh, your perspective on it. This is sort of the camping side of travel. And um, so let me bring that up and we'll uh, we'll kind of do it together a little bit. And and uh, it'll be fun because uh, it's, I don't know, Jesse, you have to kind of have to talk about how far close. it's, what's that? I said, I've been close to where we're about to show. I've been close to this, yeah. So mm -hmm. let's show a little bit of this, and then I might, you know, we can stop at any point and kind of talk about it. But uh, hey, everyone, welcome back to the channel. In today's video, we're going to talk about our favorite hot springs camping spot in Colorado. 
I love the opening, by the way, with you two. Yeah. And Hannah. Well, that, that opening is like most people's lifetime highlight reel. I know, isn't it? It is. Who doesn't love a good hot springs? I know that we absolutely love going and soaking in hot springs. And one of the great things about living in Colorado is that there are so many hot springs to be explored. In fact, there's a whole hot springs route that you can take. And really, it would take you a few weeks to actually visit all the different hot springs in Colorado. All right, I got to ask you a question. Well, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I live here now. Right now, I live here. I didn't know that there. Oh my gosh! You got you got to look. You got to you got to do some reading there, buddy. You got to check. You got to check out the peanutsandpretzels dot com website. Check all yeah, that out. I, I will, and I didn't even know that about my own state. Although <laughs> I will, because I know my wife is in the chat room right now because she's been bullying me the whole episode. <laughs> I'll tell on her now. She jumped in the the first hot springs we went to in Colorado uh, was up in Steamboat. She uh, jumped in. And had all of her uh, jewelry on still, and liked to die because it was all silver stuff, you know, or what? I don't know. I, here's what I know about jewelry. I don't know. <laughs> I know what I'm told to buy, right? But uh, and it, it all immediately. So here's a tip for everybody: it all immediately turned a color. Like it now, it came off immediately because it was luckily it was real stuff. Right. So um, she was testing. Uh, it. it was panic immediately. So uh, we had to go to a jewelry store. Like everything stopped for the whole vacation right then. I think it was just a bracelet, I think, is if I remember right. And uh, we had to immediately go to a, a jewelry store and get it all clean. So when you go on this tour, take your jewelry off first. Exactly. Yeah, uh, known, but I mean, apparently, I know they're a steamboat, you know. Yeah, the one in Steamboat is one of our favorites. Favorite. It's strawberry. Strawberry hot springs. Strawberry hot springs. Yeah. 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 Uh, that was the one up outside, like in the mountains, right? Uh, yeah, it is. It's in the very northwest section of the state. It's out by the mountains. It's kind of a small town considering how famous it is, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it is. We love it. Actually, I would love to live there. It's amazing. But Strawberry strawberry Hot Springs is one of our favorite hot springs to go to because it's just so like natural and set back in the woods and everything. It's yeah. our well, absolute this, favorite. This past summer, we, we kind of went, well, we did go all over Colorado mm -hmm. for about three months. And we went to Pagosa Springs, which is another just mm -hmm. yeah. town in Colorado. Yeah. And we used to go to Idaho Springs all the time. I'm sure you guys, yeah. we, we, lived, oh, yeah. we lived in Denver. So we, we just got there. Yeah. Um, and then we found this one uh, that's right next to the Great Sand Dunes National Park. And we love right. national parks. You know, mm -hmm. we, we have our passport book. We get it. We get stamps, stamps everywhere we go. Um, yeah, we, yeah. yeah, we awesome. everywhere with us. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so we were able to find this hot springs that actually had an RV campground right next to it. And so two birds with one stone is kind of how we thought we we're like camping the, in hot the springs. sand dunes are right there. Got the hot springs here. We got the RV. And so, yeah, we, yeah, we found that, that little gem of Colorado. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. We'll show a little bit, uh, a little bit more of the video here in a second, but, um, that's a sweet ride behind you there. You two, is that what you're currently rolling in or? Yeah, that's yeah. uh, that's Bernie. Bernie. Um, yeah, uh, we're Avalanche fans, so there you go. Um, right. the, we we name all our cars cars about you know ladies, so her real name's Bernice. Bernice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's a thirty-two foot Class A uh, Fleetwood Southwind that we have, and uh, so Class A's are kind of like the bus style. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. 
drive, so that's it has a big windshield, so it's kind of like driving plus, essentially. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and we we have our Jeep Cherokee that we pull behind her, so we're able to take little uh, adventures everywhere we go now. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we first got the RV, we had a Class C this was a RV, years ago. yeah, a couple years ago, and we didn't have a full car, so uh, we we we, <laughs> we yeah we took her out west and everything, and then we realized like okay, we need a car so we can go out exploring because right. You know, Thirty-two foot RV <laughs> in certain places, yeah. Or, or or get through an RV or get through an RV, get through a uh, drive-through in the yeah. You want to do that in a Class A? You want to be able to have something else to to ride in? So we definitely took that Class C places. We probably should not <laughs> exactly sketchy situation. That's but, the way uh, y'all roll. That's okay. We we we're like okay. We need to have a car that we can tow, and then we had gotten one. Um, and we did what they call chasing, where because um, we didn't have it set up, so you have to have certain cars that okay. be towed. And there's different ways you could tell them. Kind of mm-hmm. a lot of info there to learn about. We were very shocked. We thought, well, we'll just get a car, put it in neutral, and tow it. Yeah, that's we learned fast. That's not how it right. works. So for a while, we even did a whole trip to California and did the whole California coast. And oh, we, cool. We just one of us drove the RV and one of us drove the car behind it. Right. Um, it worked wasn't ideal so we were very excited to then get a proper car and then get it all hooked up so we can now just mm-hmm. super easy for us to connect it and we just tow it um <laughs> we go and then unhook it and drive around right that's great um all right let's show a little bit more of this we'll talk about more of this because it's it's awesome and recently we were actually planning a trip to go out to the great sand dunes uh, a national park we've always wanted to go visit so definitely check it out Uh, and when we were doing our research we actually stumbled across a really great place to camp that was at a hot springs right near the great sand dunes it was called sand dunes pool and these pools were awesome. As soon as you walk in, you check in, and then you go run and do a cannonball right in the pool. <laughs> or you could just scope it out a little bit before you jump in. So they actually have a big family pool here at the Sand Dune uh, Hot Springs, and it's for all ages. It's a, a good temperature, I'd say. It's not super hot, but definitely if it's in the middle of summer, it's going to feel a little bit warm. They had an additional hot pool as well that got pretty toasty, and we were there during in the summer so most people weren't in that pool. it's not really made for cooling off yeah for relaxing <laughs> yeah and but it was a very large pool it had a kitty area they also had some diving boards and what was really great about it is if you kept walking back throughout the pool area it actually opened up into a huge grassy area so people would go picnic they had a basketball hoop uh, different areas for lawn games and things like that so you could just hang out all day long they even had a little stream yeah the stream was out. really cool huh so one of the things I think people always kind of wonder about is when you go on these kind of trips, um, we know that you're kind of doing both. And this is, I guess, where the dichotomy, like you're talking about, Liz, is that you want to enjoy it, you know, get a, you're in a sense, you want to kind of get away from in the, you know, the RV in this case, whatever. But at the same time, you're trying to gather information. Do you try to take notes afterward? to be able to provide people. Cause I know one of the things that we haven't had a chance to talk about or really get into is your travel guides. And by the way, your travel guides are unbelievable. I remember when there was the, we were going to have the 14 er and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna check out your Colorado travel guides. Like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. So do you try to do enjoy it and then 
research it or you or or or, or document it or are you doing it as you go? Um, well, I'd say that it's it's a little different if we're doing a video or just a blog post. Okay. Uh, so I'll and and we we've never really gotten too big into videos until recently we started trying to get back into it again because when we started we were doing videos but and this was many years ago we're talking like right. i don't know seven years ago or something if you go back on our youtube channel you'll see some of those old ones you can tell oh, yeah. you know what the heck we were doing so we attempted to do video it just wasn't really our thing we weren't feeling it really an awesome experience we love so, and so we, we started doing more of the blog. I fast forwarded. I want to get to the other part. Go ahead. Okay. So we started doing more of the blog stuff. And what was great about the blog is that I could gather some information ahead of time. Yeah. Based on my research, I could keep hit my notes. And a lot of times I'll put notes on my phone too. And when we're out doing something, I might jot down some notes while we're there. And then we can go back later. And I mean, I have blog posts from years ago that I haven't finished. Right. <laughs> Sometimes we get to it later is what I'm trying to say. So it might be like a month later, or a couple months, or sometimes they do it right away. It just depends on what else is on our plate at that time sure. and how fast we're traveling. But that's what makes it good about the blog part when I'm writing it. I can kind well, of gather that information different times. But if we want to do a video, which we've started trying to do more of now, because right. that skill set we well, need to develop. Well, for, for, for years, we created video. We were on the other side. We were the director we were of the, the storyboard for, for, for hundreds of videos. But right. for us to do it ourselves and put us in front of the camera, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, yeah. it's totally different. <laughs> but so now we started trying to do more videos again, and that requires much more advanced planning so that we we know our shot list and our storyboard and stuff. So we actually try to plan a lot of that out in advance. Cool. And when we go to the place, we just get what other sh whatever shots we need that we know will fill the story the way that we want it to, and any other extra stuff. And then we try to put the camera down and enjoy ourselves. Because right. I like to joke sometimes. I say that we're not really great bloggers sometimes <laughs> because we we want to enjoy where we're at. And there's many times when we forget to take pictures, like sure. all the time. We forget to take pictures or forget to take the video. Mm -hmm. Oh crap! You know. <laughs> <laughs> trying to enjoy ourselves, you know? So right. we try to compartmentalize it a little bit so that we could, okay, we're done. Now we can relax. Right. Well, I want to introduce another member of the peanuts or pretzels family. So let me show a little bit of this part right here and have you comment on able to go in and out of the hot springs anytime you know as much as we wanted and it had great cell service there and it was just a whole lot of fun i even think hana enjoyed it too. i think hana had a blast this was probably one of her favorite fun trips to being able to go to the hot springs and then of course the sand dunes wow yeah so hana hana oh yeah we you know, now she's a big part of our travel planning, honestly. Right. We, we chose the, um, one reason why we chose the sand dunes there was because it was so dog friendly. Yeah, Sand Dunes National Park is one of the most dog friendly national parks. It's probably hmm. the most dog friendly park. Cool. Um, Because it's so open. They let you bring your pets most everywhere. You can't take them inside the visitor center, you know, and stuff like that. But you could take them through most all the rest of the park. They'll say technically, because they have to for legal reasons and liability, like you can't let your dogs off leash. And right. there's wild animals there. So, you know, they, they they tell you not to. But honestly, you go out there, there's so much space. If there's no around, you see a number of people let their dogs kind of run around a little bit. As right. long as 
as long as they listen to you, you know, we sort of went off to an area where there was no other people. We let her run around for a little bit and have fun. Um, but she would come back. And then if there was any people came around, we'd put her back on the leash. But right. they didn't really say anything because there was a lot of space. But it was okay for them just to run around and enjoy the sand dunes. And she had a lot of fun running up and down the sand. <laughs> a lot of fun. You know, honestly, guys, like years ago, we, we would go around and, and we still do like to travel to go geocaching and stuff. But honestly, I feel like we travel for Hannah. She, she's been to like... <laughs> Been to like seven or eight national parks. She's been to the Pacific, the Gulf, the Atlantic. Atlantic. I'm yeah. to see where I can take her. Take my dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I've got another one I want. I want to quickly show um, that's related to that. So let's do one more, and then we'll kind of again switch gears a little bit as we kind of start to wrap up. Part of your research ahead of time while he's pulling up that video, like how dog friendly the area is going to be. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. good. All yeah. the time, we're yeah. always looking, um, and even even parks because you know now we have the RV life and we're traveling around mm -hmm. the park. It's all about do, do they have a dog park, and yeah. oh they yeah. don't. Well, where's the closest dog park, and things like that. So guys, go on go on to the blog. Hana has her favorite dog, dog beaches. Parks. Oh neat parks that she's been to. Mm -hmm. uh, so she actually she writes on the blog. Sure. I help her. Um, but she has her little block section too so for dog for traveling dogs. Well, that oh, really cool. does. If dog people know this, but it really adds a, a layer of complications. It's like traveling with kids or anything else. You have to factor that in when you're traveling because you don't want to be stuck and then your dog's pinned up all the time and you're out enjoying your vacation. You can't enjoy your vacation if you know your dog's pinned up the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why she's a big part of our planning for sure. Yeah. So here's another part of the, this is another one. This is, we're switching now. For joining to us today. And in this RV video, parks. we're going to give you five reasons to stay at Fiesta Key RV Resort here in the Florida Keys. And what we've loved about staying here. RVing in the Florida Keys. Yeah, I think the, the Keys is a good thing to talk about. A good video. I like your, your, you have good B roll with you too. Fiesta Key RV Resort is a private island resort that's located about halfway between Homestead and Key West. It's actually in the Middle Keys area between Isla Mirada and Marathon. It's its own private island, basically. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. And so, reason number one. To now there's a shot right there, man. That's boy. That's, a postcard. that's exactly every. Uh, uh, this was such a place, guys, because every morning I'm I'm a big morning person. Mm -hmm. So me and Hannah are usually up and walking by like six six thirty in the morning sometimes, and so we this was place like I haven't really you know been to too many places where you can actually wake up, watch the sun rise on one side. And then got night, go on the other side and watch the sunset. And, the and they're both over water. Oh, wow. uh, you know, it, it's it's pretty special down there for sure. Right. No, that's incredible. Uh, you know, the, and uh, let's let's continue. We'll keep going. To stay here is that it's gorgeous. It's immaculate. The grounds are great. I mean, it has 
it's just beautiful. It's at Key Westville. Water all around us on basically three sides. You can see the sun rise on one side of the island. Or you can go to the sunset party on the other side of the island. And if you've ever been to the Florida Keys, you know the sunsets are really something to celebrate, and they do every night. Yeah, the sunset party, there's a lot of people there, yeah. everything like that. The sunrise party, it can be pretty solo. You can do it by yourself. I've had many mornings walking with Hana and watching the sunrise. That's great. Yeah, and the grounds are gorgeous, really immaculately maintained. The RV sites are beautiful. They have grassy areas, trees, you know, palapas and stuff. It's a beautiful, beautiful resort. So that's reason number one to stay here. It is just gorgeous all around you. Reason number two to stay here at Fiesta Key RV Resort is that it really does feel like a private island resort. Just like if you were to fly out to the Caribbean to go relax on a beach. So, uh, uh, quick question. You know, RV parks uh, is... <laughs> That's awesome. Let's do 24 hours of Fiesta Pretzel. Yeah. Pretzel. Well, right now you can. If yeah, you can. So. You can, you can binge wash binge watch so we're all binge watching lately <laughs> yeah um so uh you know rv parks in the back in the old days maybe for y'all were you know i'm a little older but rv and well no y'all y'all are not y'all aren't spring chickens i shouldn't say that but y'all remember the days of people going oh rv park yeehaw this is gonna be great have y'all been able to Try to find, obviously you want to try to find good ones and not just oh, some, yeah. some yeah. ditch along the side of the road. Are y'all finding <laughs> that more and more that there are some really uh, more quality RV parks being built? Or? Oh, oh, yeah. Guys, it is, this industry is insane, honestly. Um, I grew up with RVs in my family, and we would go camping a lot, but we would usually do like the, the camping in the mountains type of thing. Sometimes right. we go to RV parks if we were, happen to be going to a city. Um, and there's definitely some sketchy parks out there that aren't so nice. But the, the RV industry in general is huge, and it's growing massively right now. We've been paying attention to it for the last few years since we bought an RV. And we've been really amazed at the level of luxury. Oh, wow. That's so awesome. Parks. I mean, yeah. luxury, guys. Um, I mean, and it makes sense because some of these rigs out here um, are cost more than people's houses. It's crazy. Well, there, there's some there's some parks where you can't have a ten year or older RV, and they have they're like Class A buses, so they're like oh, cool. right. wow. four bus. Yeah, and wow. they're so those sub parks are only for those types I mean, of there's, RVs. There's of course a wide range. Yeah. There's some that you can actually buy um, a plot of land that's yours. Mm-hmm. It's like your place. Yeah. You park your own and you own it. They're super luxurious. But so. honestly, what we, we like to mix it up. You know, we like to go out and do the state parks. But honestly, we always find ourselves at, like, kind of like a place that you just saw, like, at Fiesta Key. Yeah. Uh, it's a swimming pool. You know, we have we have our meetings, our afternoon meetings in the swimming pool. You know, and, <laughs> and places to walk on, uh, you know, that's big. To mm-hmm. Got to be able to, like, you know, walk around to get the juices flowing and everything. And, yeah. and so like, you know, and having the full connections and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, when we're telling people like our lifestyle, you know, some people might go think cousin Eddie, well, right. <laughs> anymore. It's like, this is nice, dude. And, you know, there's people, there's more people like us in our age and, you know, the millennials that are growing up, you know, now 
that are going to this lifestyle just right. because of the environment that we're currently in, you know? Like, and, right. and it's not just, um, you know, there's a wide range. We don't stay at the super luxury places all the time. Sure. Let's be honest, guys. We're not like, yeah, no, we're not. Yeah. Business isn't that good. But, <laughs> you know, it's that we mix it up and everything, but it, it's pretty impressive. Some of the places that we've seen and we're like, mm -hmm. wow that's incredible but we do like to to have sort of a happy medium while we love being out camping what we call boondocking where you don't have any hookups and you're out in the mountains of like colorado right, mm -hmm. right. Colorado, there's a colorado's like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the problem is that you know we have to we have we are working from the road we're not just on vacation so we have to yeah. have good internet connection and right. we have to have good cell service prevent video calls like we're doing right now you know right. so we have we have to keep that in mind so a lot of times we end up going to more RV parks because we know that we have internet connections. You know, we have to think of things like water, fresh water, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. there, there's planning that goes into it, but there's more and more people that are doing this, you know, that are our age, like Josh said, and are running their businesses from the road, doing their remote work and stuff um, as well. So. Yeah. Uh, Waysiders are wondering if you're going to be trying to get to Seattle. Are you, are y'all planning to be up in that area in August or are you, you know, not we, sure? We were planning to spend the whole summer in the Pacific Northwest that oh, okay. was the plan before all this went down. Um, right. Not really sure how long this is going to be lasting, um, and and if we'll be able to get up there if it if it everything. But if, if we get the green light. Yeah, but know. being able to have Bernie or RV, right? Just have freedom, like you know, why not? At the same yeah. time, so we love Seattle. We 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 ran into the Waysiders in Seattle block parties there in the past. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, it's definitely a possibility for sure. Yeah. Uh, Jesse and I were able to go to going caching last year. Uh, so we got to be in Rome, Georgia, which was, which was, which was great fun. Uh, I'm, I'm planning that Susan and I get to be there again, sons and Macon. So we're going to try to, you know, make the link up, although, it, you know, it's a few hours away, but still it's not like Texas to Georgia, you know, that's a little bit further trip, but um, yeah, so let's uh, switch again as we get toward, toward the end. Let's talk a little bit about the website. Let's talk about social media a little bit. And, and I know people are, I think, are fascinated or scratching their heads about, I, I saw one Jesse put up a minute ago. I was like, how do you finance this? It's like, this is full-time business. And I think people, even who maybe have seen or or have seen it, maybe, maybe don't understand a little bit about it. And we want to talk a little bit about pop digital media and all that, but let's start with um, there's a comment that you have. I found somewhere and I think this is a great thing. It's probably on the website. I think where I found it, but comment on this statement that you have made. And that is this quote. We are not hobby travelers with a blog. We are experienced business professionals who have a passion for travel unquote. That's a good one, Liz. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, so it, it really is more of, and we've talked a little bit about the the juggling. Mm -hmm. But as far as the from the from the from the business side of things, uh, you have built up clientele, obviously Asia and different places. So, uh, is that kind of what you've done? Is over time you've kind of because uh, you were doing the videos for folks and do, do you have sort of a, a, a regular 
business and you pick up stuff on the side or is there different contract links or what are your, what is, what is it y'all go for? Yeah. Well, so a little bit of background, both Josh and I were, we had traditional jobs at one point. <laughs> we, lived in, <laughs> um, we both worked in marketing and different things like that. I worked in corporate marketing for a lot of years and that's what I went to school and, for, and to grad school for also. And, but my dream was always to have my own business. And even when the internet was in its infancy, I just had this dream. I think I saw an article about Richard Branson, who I'm a huge fan of Yeah. Uh, him. And it was a pic, I was reading an article in a magazine and he was sitting on a hammock with his laptop working on his private Island. And I was just like, that's what I want. <laughs> that's my life goal right there. Right. So I sort of set out to figure out how that was going to happen. It took a long time before I got to a point in my career where I had enough experience and, and things like that to do it. And, so I had actually asked job to Josh to if we wanted to start this blog together years ago in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And we were never trying to be like celebrities or influencers or anything like that at the time. We really just we knew that we had a passion for travel and we knew that there was something there and it would lead us to our next business. We didn't know what, but we knew it was. So we went all in on that. And as time went on, we were working our full-time jobs and doing the blog during our free time. And it just grew, grew, grew. And to the point where when we ultimately quit our jobs and went to go travel around the world, we ended up being gone for three years. Well, we decided to roll the dice on ourselves. Yeah. And we, we sort of try to make it work. I, I, in the, my current job, I wasn't happy. I didn't see, I, I wasn't utilizing my skills and mm -hmm. I wasn't utilizing her skills. Yeah. And like we, we wanted more out of yeah. it and our jobs were sort of and we were enjoying us. writing the on the blog more yeah. and we started picking up steam on the blog where yeah. other companies would reach out to us to and so, work with them and it, as it worked out as soon as we left the states to go try to travel around the world mm -hmm. we we met picked up our first client not even trying really josh was talking to a guy at a bar in bangkok yeah. and next two days <laughs> Flew us to New Zealand to do all the marketing for his bed and yeah. breakfast. So oh, that, that's a true story. You can read it on the blog. I right. we ended up meeting a guy in a bar in Bangkok, and then two days later, we found ourselves in New Zealand at a beautiful bed and breakfast, like wow. a walking country. And so we set up his whole website, his logo, all his, his reservations, everything like that. And then that that was our first client. And that's we, when we realized we realized like, oh, the we have skills yeah. to offer, yeah. and like. And then so that kind of went on and, and we were traveling through Laos and we ended up finding up more clients, clients and yeah. so that's where pop digital media started. Yeah. So, Let's talk a little bit. And I'm showing the website for people that are audio right now, uh, peanuts or pretzels.com. Um, and so definitely go there. There is, you can get beautifully lost in this website. There right. is incredible so information. Yeah, I want to, I want to just click a click on a few links because and we won't go to them. I'm just going to sort of uh, you know prime the pump for people to get out and actually. Do well, like you said earlier, this is the this is the episode where people absolutely have to go to the show notes. There's too much information. We had it. There's social media. There's everything on here. People have to go to the show notes after the this. travel. The travel guys alone are unbelievable. Oh, yeah. There's there's a Canada, Caribbean, uh, Europe. There's all the Europe ones. Mexico. Australia, New Zealand, in the States are, are, you know, you can go, you know, let's, let's just click on Kansas, for example, because uh, people are talking about, you know, Bingo. Bingo. the oldest act of Mingo is Jesse and I, yeah, Jesse and I have been involved with Mingo Madness for a while, which 
there'll be an update coming on April 1st about Mingo mm -hmm. Madness and that mega. But great story here about actually discovering the oldest. I mean, just got to go read it. I don't have to. I don't have time tonight. We got to skip it. So, uh, you know, your interest, your RV, you know, Disney, there's incredible things in here. You know, if, well, you're gonna if, if you happen to be on lockdown in your area, get on their website. And next thing you know, it'll be like next Tuesday. There's yeah, so much information exactly. on there. Awesome. Yeah, read for a long time. Rent one, the blog post. I mean, it's just, you've got unbelievable, you know, so much information. Oh, it is, it's, it is. Un There's so much more I have to get out of my head. It takes too long to get it all out there. Well, yeah. That was the whole basis of the web, you know, of the blog when we started was it was to help and support other people. Yeah, people it were was, asking us, and I'm like, yeah. well, it's easier if I just put it all out there for you. Like what we did, our stamp, like people ask me all the time for our itineraries. So we started right. putting together our itineraries and putting them on there for people to download because they wanted to just, sometimes they'd say, I just, I just want to do what you did. It's easier, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we wanted, a, we wanted to spread the love of travel too. I mean, yeah. we were teaching yeah. We had full-time jobs working 40 hours a week and we were still able to, you know, able travel to work out our certain days off and da 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 to be able to travel international and as go and go to work Monday morning, you know, like yeah. those types of tips and tricks and hints and things like that, that, you know, we were able to get more, get more of a trial, how we were able to save to do all this. So again, yeah. we're not, we don't have trust funds. We don't do any of that stuff. We, you know, we're able to save and save get the plan and get the most certain ways <laughs> to save points here, you know, things like that, that yeah. uh, we were able to, you know, have these amazing experiences and share with people and, you know, realize you can do it too, if you want to, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I like some of these blog posts are, uh, are great, but the ugly truth, renting a car in Ireland, tips for checking your backpack, 10 reasons for solo travel in Hong Kong, uh, it, it goes on. It's so wonderful. It is a treasure trove, but yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit about, uh, the, uh, the pop digital media and we'll wrap up with, we'll talk about the different social media, but what, uh, obviously pop peanuts or pretzels. So, um, I'm sensing a theme here. You're sensing a theme. <laughs> so it's almost like they set it up on purpose. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So well, I did. Uh, <laughs> yes. Our, our, our corporation is Pop Enterprises. So I guess we just keep it all there in here. Awesome. Blog came first. The blog. Yeah. Came first. The blog right. first. But um, tell people a little bit about uh, Pop Digital Media. I ran across it and I, I wanted you guys, and you were obviously willing to, to, to discuss, but what what is that? And um, sort of in just a, a basics for people and maybe what all you're doing with that side of things. Yeah. Well, it is, um, like we said, when we started traveling and, you know, that guy met us in that bar and asked us to come do all the marketing for his bed and breakfast, we realized that we had background in marketing and went to school for it. And we were doing all of this digital marketing with our blog. And there was a lot of people that were coming to us asking us to do the same thing for them. They said, I don't understand how to make a website. Some people didn't know how to make a website or they didn't know how to make it good. They didn't know how to use social media to drive traffic or get hotel bookings or, you know, if they're a hotel or something. And, you know, a lot of them didn't understand these things. Social media, influencers, email marketing, SEO, all that kind of stuff that right. you do as far as 
marketing online, we realized we could help other people do that too. So that's why we launched Pop Digital Media as the consulting arm. So we consult with companies. We, we focus on small to medium-sized businesses and entrepreneurs um, because we just really enjoy that aspect of it. You know, we're, we have, we have we, done we, the big ones like that. Yeah. Right. You big, know, corporations big corporations too. so it just kind of depends but we love teaching and we love helping people so we feel like we have a lot to offer this mm -hmm. but um yeah so we have contracts with companies big and small some of them we do like they hire us like their entire marketing department because they don't right. want to invest in a whole department so we do sort of all the marketing branding logo design videos content websites social media all that stuff Even others hiring, yeah. yeah and and but some other people we do just portions of maybe we'll just run their social media for them or um, others we have just on a project basis we'll help them design a whole website and put together a strategy for them and then help give them some training materials so that they can keep doing it on their own or you know maybe they hire us for different projects here and there so we sort of run the gamut of all kinds yeah. of stuff it just kind of depends on the need but i think where where we are is we like that personal connection and we want to be a part of their team and truly help them so mm -hmm. there's clients we've had for many years three plus years we're still working with them and i think we're really all about trying to find a balance between what do they actually need and what mm -hmm. their budget, what can they afford? We're not gonna try to sell someone some big expensive package or have us do all this stuff they don't need. It's, you know, what is it that you actually need? And we can help, if you tell us what you need, we can help sort of digest that within right. the realm of digital marketing opportunities and say, okay, well, this is probably the best thing you can do for your business. And right. given your budget, this is what we recommend so you can get the most out of it. We're of big thing. believers in treat others how you wanna be treated. So yeah. if we were, if we were talking to someone, we would, you know, yeah, deal, talk with them the same way that we would want. <laughs> right. Someone to talk yeah. to us. So, yeah. um, but also from that, we've also created an academy as well. Oh yeah. Uh, oh. We have Pop Digital Academy. Cool. So oh. we're, we're able to help business owners in a way that we can give them the one-on-one, but if they want to take it to the next level without necessarily having like a full-time consultant on or whatever the case, we created uh, Pop Digital Academy, which is, online online learning resources yeah. so that, oh, okay. cool. like, if we had a client who wanted us to come on site and do a workshop with their team and train right. them all about branding or seo or something you right. know obviously that's more expensive because it's a lot more of our time but we've taken that same information and put it onto an academy because we have a lot of people that ask us for that but Ooh. you know they have a lower budget so now they can get a lot of that same information if they can kind of do it themselves i guess sort of a do it yourself yeah. So oh, cool. we're building more of that um, to help, again, the small to medium business owners and entrepreneurs that want to learn this stuff, too. I think it's important for you to learn it as well. Oh, you know? I hear Hannah. Sorry. Yeah. That's okay. To the computer. Hey, that, that's awesome. No, that's... We, we, we try to cover all the bases with uh, our academy, even just from like look, teaching you how to set up your social media accounts, which a lot of companies don't do properly. and. Yeah. Later on, you have to go and fix it and connect it all, which is very important too. So um, we try to cover all the bases and everything. And we still have new courses and things that we're, we're learning, yeah. coming out with and stuff like that too. So In Incredible. Yeah. Uh, go check out uh, Peanuts and Pretzels. I'm going to go through a couple things real fast. And then, Jesse, I'm going to turn over to you for some final words, and then we'll get Josh and Liz's final words. But I want to mention, uh, again, you got to go to the links, but peanuts or pretzels.com, Instagram.com forward slash peanuts or pretzels, Facebook.com, which is peanuts or pretzels. Uh, 
Pinterest, which is Peanuts Pretzels. Yeah. Twitter is Peanuts Pretzels. And YouTube is Peanuts Pretzels as well. Jesse, what are your final thoughts tonight? There's so much. So normally at this point, I would uh, put you on the spot <laughs> and make you tell us your favorite geocaching experience ever. But yeah. there's so much. And if you have it, that's fine. But you've been all over the world. So that's almost impossible. I know we've, we've ambushed you with that before. But um, I think... Really, the, the only way for me to wrap this up is people, this is the most content, the most information we've tried to push out. And we even went over our normal time yeah. and still couldn't even scrape the surface, really. You need to go to the website and, and get this. If you travel at all, you can improve. Now, I'm lucky. I have somebody kind of like Liz. I just show up. and I don't, I don't even know where we're going. I don't know how much it costs or anything. I just show up. And then do something stupid when I get there. So that's kind of my role in that. Um, but, you know, I respect the fact that you really need to plan. You can save a lot of money. You can really maximize a vacation by this. And there's so many tools on there that, that it's I just My parting thoughts tonight is different than normal. I would send everybody to your website and say, just just look at all this information you have on there. And it, it really can say, because you, you live a lot of people's dream, even though you work hard for it. You live a lot of people's dream, but they think that's their dream anyway. Um, to travel full time. So there's so much information. I just, the show notes will send you their links, but read through all that information. You have time right now. So <laughs> you have time. Read through all that information. Head over to our geocaching page on the website and find out what our favorite geocaching Oh, that's right. That's right. That's it's right. I didn't on that part. I was leaving something for them. But. We do have. <laughs> We do have a, a travel planning community on our Facebook page, a Facebook group. So, uh, you know, we wanted to try to get more people in there because we want to hear about other people's travels yeah. too, you know, and kind of get tips from each other. And, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, if, if you're interested or you've been some places and you want to share your experience, join that group so that then you can share your tips with, with others in the community too. Awesome. So I guess keep going, you two. What's final thought for tonight? I'm, I'm thank you guys for having us. Yeah. We're so glad to catch up with you guys and, Absolutely. and everyone stay safe and don't travel right now. Yeah. That's right. Or plan, plan travel now. Travel, plan now, travel later. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I, I have one last thing and then we're going to do our outro music. Uh, you guys obviously stick around for a minute after that, but I have a call out to the entire geocache talk family. Uh, once in a while, not very often that Jesse and I demand that you do something. <laughs> we, we keep those to a very limited amount of time, but I demand that all of you that are listening to my voice right now or watching this right now, I want you to go to their YouTube channel right now. And I want you to subscribe. Not, I don't care. Right do. Wait till after the show. <laughs> yeah. You can do it here in two seconds. Cause then we're about to be done. But I demand that you go out there and you show these people some love. You go to their YouTube channel and you, uh, in fact, uh, let's just put it in the, the thing right now because it's just going to be easier to just do it that way. Put in the show notes. Thank you. I am demanding, well, it's, it's, it's the Geocache Talk family. They're, 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 they will put up with my demands once in a while. There you go. Go to YouTube. Go to Peanuts or Pretzels. Peanuts Pretzels. Sorry, make sure I get it right. YouTube.com forward slash user forward slash peanuts pretzels. 
I want that number to jump. I want to jump. I want you guys to show them that geocache talk is serious. There they go. We got some subscriptions coming. Yeah. Yeah. So, there we go. Just follow it on Twitter. I think you guys. We're working. We'll get more content we'll out there for you guys. Yeah. That's right. We, we, I, want to, I want to get them up into the thousands. We really need that. Um, because, yeah, I demand. Yes, geocaching Adam, I'm demanding it. <laughs> I'm demanding it right now. Uh, <laughs> only if I get a free T-shirt, no, <laughs> not getting any free T-shirts this time around. Uh, so yeah, I'm a hard hard sale. Actually, yeah. yeah, he can get a free T-shirt. Just find us at our next mega. We got a shirt for him. We got a shirt. Yeah, we'll bring this shirt right. at him next time. So um, anyway, uh, yeah, no, that's um, it's wonderful, you guys. Thank you so much, and we'll talk soon again. And we just. We thank you so much for your content. Really, uh, something that Jesse and I have talked about uh, off and on, and we've really wanted you guys have you guys back on. And it's just, like I said, uh, it's just been wonderful. And we we have been keeping track of you guys, and we've been really excited about um, about you guys uh, and all of your travels. We do watch and uh, and keep track. So thank you so much again. It, it means a lot to us that you've been able to be available to come on and uh, people go out and, and check everything out. And uh, uh, it's been wonderful. So, all right, that's enough. I'll stop ranting and raving. Here we go. Thank you Folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show tonight as well as our new format. Please email us your comment at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, or Spotify, as well as at the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click that subscribe button below and ring that bell notification so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. And tell your friends about the show. Get them involved with us in the chat room. And until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Go geocaching. That is it. We went long, but that's okay. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.